This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. Uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school. Here's Jerry Callahan. I don't know what kind of uh, president Donald Trump will be remembered as. How history will look back on Donald Trump. Hell, we don't even know if he'll be a one-term or a two-term president. I hope he'll be a two-term president. I hope we'll think of him as a guy who got us out of endless wars and uh, revitalized the economy, brought us back from... uh, a recession, a a, co- a lockdown caused recession. I don't know, but here's what I do know, Aiden. Here's what I do know, Dave Cullinan. He is the greatest troll in the history of trolls. Nobody has ever trolled anyone like Donald J. Trump in the back of a suburban with his mask on and his two thumbs up. We will talk about that. And and Aiden asked a good question before we started recording. Why are the Patriots even getting on the plane? Why are they even going to Kansas City? It's the most unwinnable regular season game in Bill Belichick's 20 years in New England, which is why it is so fascinating. We will see what happens with the uh, uh, with the Patriots at the Chiefs. They're not, they, they haven't even gotten on the plane yet to go to Kansas City. Everything's working against them, which is why I can't wait to see it. We'll get into all that uh, on today's Callahan podcast brought to you as always by DCU Digital Federal Credit Union. You love your car, but hate your car payment. No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at DCU.org. Refinance dcu.org slash refinance insured by ncua membership required all right cullinane is here uh turtle boy is here what's happening guys uh a little bit a little bit going on this weekend huh little bit to talk a about the uh, cam newton deal i mean it, it is crazy the cam newton thing was one of the most startling things <laughs> i don't know i don't know why it was startling but i just saw that on uh, what was that saturday and i was like what are you beyond startling are you beyond getting startled at this no. point doesn't it no. feel like no well i mean i we talked about this you know for weeks now what the october surprise would be i predicted someone either trump or biden or pelosi or uh, or uh, mitch mcconnell was going to get the virus uh i guess i guess i was right about that i kind of uh i'm i i'm not surprised is anyone surprised um that donald trump came down with the virus um, no i mean if he can get it like i said anyone can get it he's the most protected person in the world you can't get within five feet of him without taking a covid test and somehow he still got it so why are we what are we what are we doing here it's a good question it's like it's going to happen but here's Here's the thing, that, and I know it's his own fault. I know, understand what Trump says is what gets him in trouble. Not what he does, it's what he says. He says dumb things, he tweets dumb things. He's on a tweet storm this morning about all the issues. All he's tweeting out is, uh, you know, religious liberty, exclamation point, vote. I mean, he's got a real kind of crazy, he's on a roll on Twitter if you haven't seen it. It's typical Trump, not a lot of thought into it. But, but if he didn't say dumb things like he did in the debate when he make fun, made fun of Biden for the way he wears a mask or made fun of Biden because his mask was so big. I mean, if he didn't, if he didn't say that it wouldn't be, uh, they wouldn't be enjoying this as much on the left. Let's be honest. They're enjoying it. I mean, if you saw Saturday night live, if you saw, if you've seen any of the, 
the network news on Sunday or, or CNN, they are loving this. They are hoping he takes a turn for a wor- turn for the worse. Let's be honest. But he's out. Isn't he getting released? We don't know. He might get released today. Uh, but even then, Aiden, even then, they're going to say that's just for show. He should have stayed in. He shouldn't be getting released. Uh, I mean, I he's think now videos. It's he's putting out videos. He's tweeting. He's going on joy rides, and we'll get to the joy ride because that just drove his enemies nuts. But just imagine this: if if he never mocked Biden, if he never said it's uh, we took a turn for the better, if he never said this thing's almost over. I mean, he said some things that are typical Trump. You know, very optimistic, very upbeat, not necessarily based in fact. Just. He's always saying, you know, we're going to be okay. It's, he admitted it. He's trying to keep people's spirits up. Yeah, God forbid. You would say uh, they wouldn't be gloating as much, and you wouldn't be saying, you know, he as uh, a couple of people on uh, CNN or somewhere said, he's like a drunk driver. He, you know, he got hurt in the crash, but he hurt other people. That was uh, I've seen a, that? a lot of stuff like that going around. Yeah, we got, we got some sound from the craziest Trump haters who are hoping that you know, was that's that isn't that crazy? Like I just how, what Trump does to people. Like that yeah. was Ted Cruz's community. I'll play it for you right here. That was Ted Cruz's communication director. Kind of sympathy. I wish I did, Rev, that you had because I look at this as a drunk driver who injured himself in a wreck and killed the oncoming sober driver. Uh, Donald Trump has injured himself and injured and and two hundred thousand people. Other drivers uh, have died uh, due to the coronavirus. So I don't have sympathy for Donald. That's Ted Cruz's former communications director having a conversation with Al Sharpton about this. <laughs> so, on Al, so that's on MSNBC. Yeah. yeah. I guess he's a never Trumper and they're the worst as, as Terry nice. has pointed out. They're the worst. They're the biggest haters. I mean, they're the most vile. They want Trump he's to not, die. He's still employed by Ted Cruz, is he? Uh, I don't he really? No, 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 no. He did, Ted Cruz is on board now, Jerry. He's, he's no longer lying, Ted. He's beautiful, Ted. Did you miss that rally? Yeah. He sure is. He's and and uh, the never Trumpers or the liberals never uh, has uh, missed a chance to remind Ted that uh, Trump blamed his father for you know, the, the Kennedy and assassination. Words for his wife and made fun of his wife. But you know, you get over these things. That's uh, just just politics. politics. Just politics. Uh, just politics. That's all it is, and and that's good because Co- Cruz is one of the best. He's uh, great. Advocates, surrogates, spokesmen you're going to get, especially on the always on the right side of everything. That's and one thing I noticed about Ted Cruz. He's so well spoken. He's such a great debater. I I look forward to him in the Senate Judiciary Committee. When we can get to that. That's that's up in the air. Uh, I should grab that clip of Ted Cruz with Chris Cuomo where he just neutered that we didn't get the chance to talk about that's right. absolutely that's right. neutered. This, and and they're so used they're not used to that you know they're used to bullying you know republicans and and kissing the ass of democrats and liberals and, and cruz comes on and just takes them apart it was wonderful to see but if, again if, if trump didn't say things like you know make fun of biden's mask or say we're getting through it if he just if he judged him what he does we know he washes his hands all the time he's a germaphobe he doesn't shake hands he does keep his distance for the most part you would say, and and by the way, when they make fun of him for having rallies, the last couple of weeks, his rallies, and I might be just optics, the people behind him in the shot, in the camera shot, all have masks. You know, they all have masks. And and if you watch CNN or anything, they'll say, oh, he owes masks, he owes rallies, and no one has any masks. And then they show the video, and they all have masks. So you wouldn't be able to say 
you know, he's, you know, he's the drunk driver. He brought this on himself. If you just judged him on what he does, because he does stay distant and he, and he never shakes hands and he, you know, he doesn't wear a mask, but when is he at all? He never has been a big handshaker. He did it, you know, early in his presidency because he said he had to. But I don't think you've seen him shaking hands a lot lately. More of a "let me sign your shirt" kind of guy. Yeah, let me sign your breast. Right. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. But he does get close to people. Yes, and and I mean, obviously, he took a chance. But I like the, I like the defense of the, of, of Trump, where you say. He wanted to live his life and show and let people see that, that he's not afraid. It it wasn't. It wouldn't have been a good optic. He'd still be. He wouldn't have the virus if he did what Biden did, right? No. But, oh yes, of course. Right, right. You sure. want for the sure. president? Well, if you just hide in your basement for right. a month at a time and 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 don't campaign, close your close your schedule every day at nine a.m. You tend to be a little bit less likely to get the virus. Yes. And and I guess if you're the average senior citizen, you'd say. Fine, stay inside. Don't go out. Don't you know? Get around big crowds. But this is a president. Do you really want him hunkered down? Do you really want that optic where you never see him in public, where everything is controlled, where he take he declares a lid at nine sixteen a.m. I don't. I mean, I think he took a chance. He he got he got the virus. And here's what it comes down to, Aiden. I, I we talked about this. I did a special weekend podcast with my with Jordan, my guy Jordan. Yeah, Jordan, who's an excellent. Follow on Twitter and does an excellent newsletter. And if you want to know, if you want to learn, if you want to get smarter on the virus and all it affect all the effects, uh, follow Jordan Schachtel. And uh, it's a, I, I think it has simplified the election, the biggest election of our lives. And uh, I'll see if you agree. If Trump comes out of this in two weeks, stronger, better than ever, full of energy, and the second debate is just you know typical Trump. Just breathing fire, uh, he wins. If he if he looks bad, if he's back in the hospital, if there's more to this than we're hearing, if he's really suffering the effects, if he can't campaign, if he can't have rallies, and he looks a little meek in the next debate, or if the next debate is on Zoom, he loses. Oh yeah, he if did. he if he remains sick and can't, it, this affects him at all. He's toast. He's toast because all that proves is like. That it just feeds into the Corona bro mentality that Correct. even the president is not, you know, untouchable. We need to take this seriously. He's not taking this seriously enough. We need a serious leader, but it's not going to happen. You, if you've watched the videos of Trump that he put out yesterday, he's making, he's cracking jokes. He seems fine. Like you might seem just a little bit cold, a little bit. And it turned, this is exactly what I pictured happened to somebody with the commie cold, just a little bit, a little bit, you know, get the sniffles here and there. That's it. And, and all he's doing so far is proving that right. And I think he's going to come out of this just as strong. He's going to go to rallies and he is just going to rub it in. Like, look at me. I'd be coronavirus. <laughs> he'll say, he'll be like Portnoy, but he'll be, you know, t- uh, telling the truth and it can't hurt me. But think of this. It's not only the optics and he needs good optics. I'm so far so good. The optics of him talking, speaking from Walter Reed were good, even though, it, uh, you know, the, the media was pointing out how pale he looked. Uh, I guess they don't understand, you know, makeup and lighting. Um, plus, you know, he has coronavirus. He's supposed to look a little pale, but he looks good under the circumstances. But he also will be proven right simply on the issue. You'll say, I shouldn't say proven right. He'll look you know, like he's uh, more right than wrong to say, I, I had it. I'm fine. Look at me. I mean, it's not that bad. I mean, he won't flat out say that, but that's what it'll appear. 
And if not, if he's struggling, it'll be like, wow, you were, you know, full of it. You said it wasn't that bad. And now look at you, you're back in the hospital or now look at you. You can't breathe here. I mean, he, you know, he's, he's, he's on oxygen. Didn't it'll, Hillary Clinton like collapse a month before the election last time? Yes, I remember that. Yes, she did. Yes. So he'll be good. He, he hasn't had a moment like that yet. He walked out. And you're right. It makes, well, first of all, you know, we'll, we'll get to the media, but it, it, it's, it's, it, it, it kind of shines the light on their hypocrisy because the other candidate we've seen with serious medical issues, the other candidate has, is in cognitive decline. The other candidate can't, put a sentence together he can't you know does half the time doesn't leave his house and no one ever asks medical questions i mean he doesn't give him a lot of chance to ask questions but no one ever says excuse me joe uh are you losing it you know but they can't wait to ask all these medical questions they all thought they were you know mark siegel yesterday interviewing the doctor and the day before and even the doctor and by the way i the doctor was this that dr sean Conley, the head head physician for his yep. team. That was stupid. What he did was stupid when he right. didn't because they asked if he was on oxygen. He said, he's not on oxygen now, which clearly means he was the day before, but he wouldn't admit it. So he, he thought somehow he was going to get away with that. And I guess he's not a Trump he's, doctor. He's not used to the. I mean, he, I mean, he's not used to the fact that the media is strictly an arm of the Biden camp and wanted to nail him down and wanted Trump to be in bad shape. So he said, Trump's doing great. He's not on oxygen now. And they said, what about yesterday? He was on oxygen. And he goes, he's not on oxygen now. And it was, a, you know what it looked like? He sounded like he was Biden or Kamala Harris when someone asks about stacking the court. He just wouldn't he answer. kind of sounds like Trump on the debate night when they asked him about White Nash. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, I mean, or Kaylee McEnany when they asked, like, did you see the back and forth between the guy from Fox News? I think, what's his name? John Roberts. John Roberts. And uh, her, and she kept asking him, like, is he going to denounce White Nationalism? He's like, he's denounced it. He denounced and, it before. And and, 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 now, and, and she had the greatest she had the greatest comeback ever. He said, look at your wife's your reporting wife. from yesterday. John Roberts' yeah. wife. John Roberts' wife is a reporter. I'm going to guess his first wife. Just a wild guess. His first you know, wife or first couple of wives or you know, home with the kids or home with. And he, you know, found found love on in the press room. Anyway, his wife, his <laughs> wife did a report the day before. With, with video of Trump denouncing white supremacy. But John Roberts exposed himself. I hate him now. I hate him. Not as much as I hate Chris Wallace, but I hate him because he was clearly carrying water for the Biden camp and pushing this ridiculous canard that that uh, Trump hasn't denounced well, white supremacy. All, we, we're like, what, 15 minutes in the show? Have we denounced white nationalism That's yet, Jerry? That's a good point. I denounce, every, I denounce I, everything. I'd like to officially go on record as disavowing and denouncing. Not only what about denouncing, the I, hate the I hate it. I hate it. Hate white nationalism. That's true. You haven't condemned. I haven't condemned white nationalists since like Saturday. So I condemn white nationalists. I condemn. Um, um, but you know who's not cooperating with that whole narrative? Antifa. Antifa. Because yeah. every day you and I watch, you know, follow Andy No, and we know where to look. Obviously, there is a cover up in the media. They don't want you to think Antifa is still burning cities, but they are. And you watch it and you say, how stupid do you have to be or how stupid do you think we are to blame this on white nationalists, which is what stupid liberals do like Max Kellerman or uh, 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 Joy Reid. They said that's white nationalists. And you're going, no, it isn't. <laughs> I, 
I see Antifa, I see Black Lives Matter doing it. And they were doing it again this weekend. They're doing, they completely destroyed Portland. I don't know if you followed uh, Andy Noah over the weekend, but he counted the number of businesses that have been destroyed. Hundreds and hundreds of businesses in downtown Portland are gone because Antifa and Black Lives Matter burnt them, looted them, chased them out of the neighborhood. And the media, the media wing of the Biden camp wants you to think that's the Proud Boys. It's just such a ridiculous. Goddamn Proud Boys, man. They just can't give us a break. The Proud Boys, who I've been I've been reading about following, and I don't see any evidence that they're racist at all. They have black members. They have Hispanic members. They have a black. One of the leaders is married to a black woman. They're, they're not racist, but they forced Trump to denounce them. Whatever. It's, it's it, you know what, Aiden? Yeah, Antifa's an idea, though, Jerry. Just right. Antifa's not an organization. Yeah, you forget. Google. Are the are the Proud Boys like incorporated? Do they have like paperwork and stuff? Is there like a board of directors? Are they an idea too? <laughs> like, yeah. No, they're dangerous. They can't be on Twitter. Obviously, you know this. They can't be on Facebook. But Antifa can. Yeah. And Muslim Brotherhood can. You know, and you know the leader of Iran can. The Ayatollah. It's just so follow. absurd. He's a good follower. But you know what? Just wait a day. Wait two days. Wednesday, the pre- the, the president, uh, vice presidential debate, they will say, John, Mike Pence, will you finally denounce the what, the Proud Boys and white supremacists? If Mike Pence does not bring the, up Kamala Harris. Boy Scouts and the, you know. Yeah. If Mike Pence does not bring up Kamala Harris's uh, promotion of the bail fund, he will have completely failed. I, I certainly I, hope he brings it up. That's the I worst thing somebody done. predicting, uh, it was a congressman saying, you wait. He said, Pence is very much ready for this fight. This is his skill. He's a great debater. But does he fight dirty enough? Because Kamala is a dirty fighter. We saw no, her. No, he's sharp. Donald Trump is not sharp. Like, he's going to have the key talking points. Donald Trump will forget the key talking points if you just... Uh, mess with his brain a little bit, get him off rattled, something like right. that. Like he, there's so many things that Donald Trump didn't bring up the other night that he could have brought up because right. uh, he focuses on stupid things and he falls into the traps. Mike Pence is very sharp. He's not going to do that. Right. Trump talks about uh, Biden's class rank yeah. in, in law school or Biden, uh, in, uh, in whatever, uh, brings up things that are totally irrelevant where Pence could bring up the thing, like you just said, the bail fund. Trump could have bought that up. 13 yeah. members of Biden's camp donated to that fund. Seems relevant. Fund, by the way, you know what else Pence could do? He could do what Tucker Carlson does. He could find specific guys who were bailed out and went on to kill again or beat their wives up again or rape a child. Or he could read Turtle Boy and find out about that. The, the, the guy right. in Melrose who got bailed out by the bail fund. He's the white guy, by the way, going around, you know, touching himself to little girls in parking lots like five times. And they just bailed him out because... Might as well bail them out. That's what they do. That's what they do. And you know what? They don't apologize. They don't apologize for it. They don't say, you know, that was not what we attended. They just, they, they, you know, they are in, they are on the side of the criminal. That's how it works. And you're right. Maybe Pence takes it right to her, but you know, let's be honest is the, the, the stories have already been written by the mainstream media. Kamala was, was wonderful. She was great, forceful, you know, uh, whatever they're going to declare her the winner, and they're going to make it seem like she's ready not to be vice president, but to be president, because that's the, you know, that's the narrative they need, because everyone knows Biden's not long for that job. If she turns out to look like Dan Quayle or like overwhelmed, it's not good for them, because the guy on the top of the ticket is feeble, and he's not. I mean, I we'll see the next two debates, but um, he he. 
he looks good in that he doesn't have the virus and he always wears his mask and he stays in his basement. And he doesn't go out in public. And right now that's a good look for Biden, but not if Trump comes out the other side in five days or seven or eight days and looks stronger, more energetic than ever. That is a whole different thing. So it's simple now. The election has been simplified. We spent weeks, talk, months talking about it, reading about it. Uh, it's simple. It, everything depends on how Trump looks, say, a week from today. Would you say that right? That'll be 10 days, 11 days yeah. since you get I mean, the virus. I, a week I, from today. I put this on Facebook. You can't see it because I don't tweet anymore. But uh, if Donald Trump, if a 74-year-old morbidly obese man who eats McDonald's every day probably <laughs> can beat COVID, then what the hell are we hiding from? You tell me that. Well, um, and I know you heard the Jordan Schachtel interview we did over the weekend, but most people who lose their lives uh, to COVID or with COVID, see, that's that's the big lie that the Democrats are telling yeah, that no one's exactly. going to call them out. People aren't dying from COVID. They're dying with COVID. There are about 10,000 people in this country who've died from COVID. There are 200,000 who've died with COVID. And as Jordan Schachtel points out, most of them, I think it's two-thirds, are in were in the last year of their life that that they had so many other comorbidities that they weren't long for this world anyway. Now that's kind of harsh, and you're not going to hear anybody say it. Certainly not a presidential candidate, but that's the reality. That's something you'd hear from Turtle Boy that most of the people who are expiring from this disease were going to die from something else within six, eight, ten months. That's a fact. Yeah, COVID is a COVID is a fast forward button. That's what it is, basically. We call it the boomer remover. It's uh, you know, it's unfortunate, but we should not. I mean, since when do we shut society down completely so that people who are you know pretty on death's door anyway can live for six months longer? Is that call me cruel? It just seems like that's not what we do. All right, today's episode brought to you by Flagship Wealth. Join me as always, Dave McDonough. Dave, wild week in the market last week. We got the president with the virus. We got the jobs report. What's going on? Down four straight weeks, Dave. First time since August of 2019. Here's the thing. We used to talk about flattening the curve. Now we're talking about getting rid of the virus entirely. The president has the virus. The market is selling off in that news. Can we advise our long-term investors that this market will be higher a year from now? Get proactive. Don't act emotionally and sell on this news. Buy on this news if you're a long-term investor. All right, so that was 25 seconds of your market analysis. People can get five minutes of that market analysis in video form or in written form if you go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. You're going to get the captain's blog. It's Flagship Wealth. You're the captain, right? Certainly. Go to flagshipwealth.com slash retirement. Sign up for the captain's blog. Written form, video form. You get analysis just like that. Dave, thanks for joining us. Hey, my pleasure, Dave. All right. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. You remember Sarah Palin accusing the uh, Obamacare people of having a death panel to death panels and Ezekiel Elliott essentially agreed. I mean, they all mocked Sarah Palin. She was right. It turned out she was absolutely right. The death Ezekiel, panel. The Cowboys running back. No, I'm sorry. Ezekiel Emanuel. Okay. okay. Ezekiel Emanuel. I no. really want to hear what, what did Dak say? <laughs> I get my, yeah, you want to hear from a guy with a nose ring. I'd rather hear from him than Ezekiel Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel's brother is this ghoul. He's a doctor, but he, he believes in, you know, getting rid of old people. They get in the way and they cost a lot. And he, she was right. There would be death panels. And they would determine whether someone who's like 89 with six different comorbidities should get, you know, a knee replacement. 
you know, would, would it be worth the money? That's what the panel would determine. And in this case, the, you know, the, you, you'd be wondering if so we're asking if something else was going to kill that 89 year old, if COVID didn't speed things up. And the answer is yes. In most cases, there's two or three things that were going to kill them. Like but, in some states, Jerry, like this one, Pennsylvania, a couple of the states, over 60% of people who died during this have been in nursing homes. That should be the real scandal here is that nursing home and who's running them and who is appointing people to run them. And the answer to that in Massachusetts is, of course, a week ago, Maura Healy announced that the guy running the old folks home in uh, uh, Holyoke, the lucky sperm, who his mother is a city councilor in Springfield connected to Charlie Baker. He's completely unqualified. He's, he's facing charges now. Okay. And nobody in the media is talking about how did he get his job? The answer is Charlie right. Baker gave him his job that he was unqualified for. And Charlie Baker's treated like a hero because you know why, Jerry? Because your average soccer mom doesn't live in a nursing home. She doesn't know. She hasn't seen the reality and the horrid, like the, you know, the horridness of COVID. And that is happening almost exclusively in nursing homes. Right. And then you have these incompetent or these, these, uh, these sinister governors like Baker, like Andrew Cuomo, who A, are responsible for all these deaths in nursing homes. Baker regulates the nursing homes. Baker names guys who are buddies, who are benef- benefactors, who donate money, names them. They're not competent for the job. And then when people die, he indicts them. It's wonderful. Hopefully, there's a way that guy could turn the finger, you know, pointed at Baker, but I, I don't count on it. Cuomo not only killed 11,000 seniors in New York as we've gone over by issuing the order that COVID-positive patients have to go in nursing homes and just wipe out entire nursing homes. But he flat out denies it, said, I didn't do that. I mean, he just lies. And so does his That's, brother. When right. Ted Cruz was on the other day, he called him out by it. But first of all, Chris Cuomo should be banned from ever speaking about his brother. The obvious bias in how personal he takes any sort of legitimate criticism of his brother is just makes it not let it I mean it's CNN it's fake news anyway but it just makes it even more fake right I know and but, but you know be honest with you that's the only time I watch it or see it is when someone like Ted Cruz is on there or Hogan Gidley's on there slapping Jake Tapper around that's the only time you feel like you have to see what's on CNN it's just such uh you know so partisan it's just I mean all they're so in the tank they hate Trump it's like a whole the whole network devoted to uh, Trump derangement syndrome. And I guess over the weekend I was flipping over just to see how joyous they were. They are literally rooting for the virus. They've been rooting for the virus since April, since March, they're rooting for the virus harder than ever. But I want to get back to Trump because it was a great weekend for the Trump haters, you know, Trump uh, who didn't take the virus all that seriously, like most people didn't. Uh, got it. You know, we believe it started with Hope Hicks. It spread throughout the, you know, throughout the campaign. Uh, uh, not only did uh, his campaign manager get it and Chris Christie, by the way, there's a high risk guy. If Chris yeah. Christie can come out of this. Okay. Yeah. Then anybody can. <laughs> yeah. You're not kidding. I worry about Chris Christie. You don't worry about Melania or Hope Hicks or most, you know, Mike Lee, uh, Tom Tillis, by the way, you know how you keep seeing all the video of, uh, these people, Hope Hicks and uh, and uh, Trump, without masks and not social distancing, oh, yeah. they can't they can't find a picture of Tom Tillis because he's he apparently is a max mask fanatic. He was at the events for uh, Amy Coney Barrett, all masked up, and he wasn't touching anybody, and he got it anyway. So you apparently 
if you're going to be one of those people that said, if he only had a mask on, he wouldn't have got it. How do you explain Tom Tillis? How do you explain some people who get it, who are always wearing masks and always keeping their distance? You're starting to question the mask cult, huh, Jerry? You don't think it, you don't think it's a hundred percent. I mean, it's I, I think the same thing every time I go out and you know, in the, I, I put on my mask and I go in and I'm just thinking like, it's so funny that looking at these people like that we can walk by each other and we can't get COVID from each other. Like we can't because we have these, you know, masks that were made in a sweatshop in Thailand on. So we're, we're good. We're good. Or, we're, or you watch an NFL game. The coaches know they might get fines if they don't wear it. So they have it like covering their mouth and not their nose. And they have it on their mouth and nose, except when they have to call a play and they pull it down and call the play and put it back. And now my question is like, so can players play if they get the flu? Are they going to be, are we going to be, be flu tested too? That's a good question. I don't know. Probably not. Didn't Michael right, Jordan well, play in the finals with the flu? Yeah, he was hung over. But yeah, maybe it was okay. the flu. But I'm sure guys have played with the flu. I want to get to Cam Newton. But we got to get to Trump's uh, joyride because I, you know, I watched it and I, you know, I want to be all in on this. I love the troll job. I love the fact that it drove the left nuts and it drove all the usual suspects. Your Jake Tappers and, uh, you know, you. Uh, Brian Stoutler's and all they, they, they lost it when Trump went out for a joyride, but he does a video from his office at Walter Reed and said, it was a little awkward. It says he, he doesn't want to say that the, this, this disease, this, you know, this COVID is worse than I thought, or this COVID, you know, now that I know about it, I realize how serious it is. He doesn't want to say that because he doesn't want to be wrong. So he says, it's really interesting. I went to school. That's hilarious. You know, can Listen, you, can we play that? Like, I did a learning here and not like regular learning. Like I learned about COVID hands <laughs> on very, in, he could, he, ne, he never, he, it sounded like he was about to say, and I might've underestimated it. Yes. I found it very interesting. Well, can very can we hear from the president as opposed to turtle boys, uh, imitation <laughs> turtle of boys. All right. Hang on. This is an incredible hospital. Walter Reed. The work they do is just absolutely amazing, and I want to thank them all, the nurses, the doctors, everybody here. I've also gotten to meet some of the soldiers and the first responders, and what a group. I also think we're going to pay a little surprise to some of the great patriots that we have out on the street, and they've been out there for a long time, and they've got Trump flags, and they love our country, so... I'm not telling anybody but you, but I'm about to make a little surprise visit. So perhaps I'll get there before you get to see me. Uh, but I just, uh, when I look at the enthusiasm, and we have enthusiasm like probably nobody's ever had. Our people that love the job we're doing, we have more enthusiasm than maybe anybody. So uh, it's been a very interesting journey. I learned a lot about COVID. I learned it by really going to school. This is the real school. This isn't the let's read the book school and I get it and I understand it. And it's a very interesting thing. And I'm going to be letting you know about it. In the meantime, we love the USA and we love what's happening. I'm glad he kept, <laughs> I'm glad he kept that little secret about the joyride uh, with his 80 million followers on Twitter. Well, didn't they, I didn't, they hold the video. I think they held the video until after he went out, I believe, but maybe I'm wrong. But uh, first of all, that was awkward. He was, you're a right, Aiden. I was thinking the same thing. He wants to say, this is a little worse than I thought, or it's, it's I learned a lot. I learned bad. a lot and it's bad and we got to take it seriously, well, that, like, but he like doesn't to want is, to admit he was wrong. I would like to know what, what did you learn in your non book learning? Well, when you think about it and you said this earlier and you're right, if he can get through it, I mean, he's they're talking about releasing him today 
And I wonder if that's smart or if that's something he's insisting on for the optics. He is totally insisting on that. And that's stupid because imagine just just the risk alone. And maybe it's crazy, but imagine if he had to go back after being released. That would be a horrible look. look. Horrible. And and I understand that he feels okay. It feels like he could be in his bed in the White House and in his office in the Oval Office. But doesn't he have to work with a bunch of other people if he just if he's got the virus and it's only four days since he was uh, tested positive? Don't want to be around him. So everyone, I assume, maybe does everyone like Mark Meadows and all the people with him every day going to have like full PPEs, like full body suits? I don't know. I think he should stay in there for a couple more days. Not a big deal if he can get out within a week. And look good, sound good. It's still a big victory. It's still a great optic. But he's going to insist. He's like in the movies, you know, guys like pull their IVs out and in the hospital and they go when they're like cops and they, uh, you know, go back to work. That's what he's going to be. He's going to be one of those patients who says, I'm getting out of here. You can't stop me. Because I assume that's how yesterday played out. He says, I'm going to be out there. And he, he's, he appreciates the support. It's incredible that rally outside for days of people waving the flags and the signs and, and just, you know, happy warriors for Trump. And they were getting heckled by, you know, the Trump haters, but it looked like a fun scene. He wants to thank them. I guess he sent chocolates or candies out the night before with, uh, was it Mark Meadows or one of his uh, people brought candies out and passed it out to, to That's the, Mark uh, Meadows role. He's the candy man. Yes. Yes. Hershey's kisses, but, and he wants to thank them. I understand that. But how does this play out? You're in the room. There's doctors everywhere. They're full PP because you're contagious. You're, I don't know if you're on IV or you're on your fluids and you're taking your steroids and you got all these medicines and all these medications. And you say, I want to go outside. What are you talking about? I want to go for a ride. A ride? What do you mean? I, I want to get in the suburban and I want to take a lap around the neighborhood and thank everyone. And there had to be. I mean, you saw that medical team. There's like 10 doctors. You got, you know, all his assistants and Mark Meadows and his kids and Ivanka. I assume they're not like right there with him because he's got the virus. But they must all be going, what are you talking about? It had to be just him insisting because he, let's be honest, he could do it today or the next day. It didn't have to be yesterday when the whole world was wondering how serious it was. He wants to show everyone that he is, he's got tiger blood. You know, he's can beat this thing and he's feeling better and he's looking good. So they get two secret service guys to go with him. The left flips out. The left just flips out and loses it and said, you know, CNN, that he's endangering the secret service. By the way, these are the same people that said defund the police. You know, Wait, me, how do you endanger secret service? Didn't they sign up to get shot? Good point. Like, Good point. Take a bullet and and if you see the video, they're in full PPE. And secondly, what if they both already had it? The two Secret Service guys had the antibodies. Wouldn't that be no big deal? Yeah, and I'm just thinking, like, did Dwight Eisenhower uh, like put our soldiers in danger when we invaded Normandy Beach? Too is that? Yeah, something? I did. Yeah, yes. Don't yeah. they but, hypothetically have to be quarantined for two weeks now? Like, just the. Fact but what if they have the antibodies? I don't know. Yeah. Quarantine, or maybe they spend the next two weeks with Trump because they've already been around him. Maybe they've already had the virus. We don't know, but it looks weird. Here's what he should have done. Tell me if you like this idea. He said, "Give me a convertible." I'm going to go in the convertible by myself and take a lap around. Wouldn't I'm just like a Mustang convertible, like a good American convertible, a 
a Camaro or a Mustang and gone out there and then like done some donuts and maybe, you know, screeched the tires and, you know, um, waved, smiled, honked the horn to all his fans, no mask because he'd be alone in a convertible, thumbs up and then boom, back in the hospital. And live stream it. Live stream it too. Wouldn't that have been a better optic or a, a better visual? This is this is a little weird. He's in the back seat. He's got a mask on. He's giving the thumbs up and waving to his fans, and I guess they loved it. And I guess it was kind of a good look because he's could can't be feeling all that bad. He's certainly not on a ventilator, but it was a little awkward, wouldn't you admit? A little weird. I I mean, it's Trump. It's just classic Trump. Everything everything about Donald Trump is is awkward. He's done this is on the awkward scale of Donald Trump. This is kind of low, don't you think? Uh, no, because it's the biggest moment. It's just such a, a Trump moment. You're right. It's just such an incredible moment. I was thinking about this when uh, you know Saturday Night Live premiered Saturday. They must have had a whole it's show done, planned, ready to go, and then the day before Trump gets COVID, they must be going. Holy crap, what do we do now? We have to rewrite the show. And you know these are people that don't want to do that. They don't want to work and go back and rewrite all their jokes. And they didn't. They rewrote some of them, clearly. Like like part of Chris Rock's terrible monologue was about, you know, rooting for COVID or, or feeling bad for COVID, which is just stupid. I don't know if you saw SNL, their season premiere. I watched because I, I like Chris Rock and I was curious. He has... Just he Trump broke that show. Trump ruined that show. They don't know what to do. They hate Trump so much. They're torn between just killing Trump and ripping Trump and making jokes. And for the most part, they decide to go after Trump. I sat there with my son who didn't know much about Chris Rock. And I said, this guy's great. He's one of the great comedians of all time. We watched the monologue and he's looking at me going, what? What are you talking about? He's terrible. He was terrible. Chris Rock wasn't funny at all. And I'm going, I thought Chris Rock couldn't help but be funny. I thought he was a great comedian, great stand-up. He was terrible. Before, before we even get started, let's, let's, you know, let's say hey, the elephant in the room. Uh, you know, President Trump's in the hospital uh, from COVID. And I just want to say my heart goes out to COVID. So, uh, <laughs> this- well, Trump- son, let me, let me play you this rant about Chris. Let me tell you what Chris Rock thinks about the N-word. Like play that. That's that's classic Chris Rock. You couldn't put it on Saturday Night Live. That's like, a good point. Although his, I think one of his great rants is, and he was on Stern last week, and they played it where he's think, talking about things you're supposed to do and you don't get credit for, like guys who want credit for raising their children or spending oh, yeah, time I with their it. kids. That's, an old that's what you're supposed to do. You know, don't it's a great rant. <laughs> but you're right. Maybe he needs to say the N word. And and then and the Jim Carrey comes out. My son again's big fan and loves all stupid Jim Carrey movies and oh, he's the worst. and uh, you know Dumb and Dumber and everything else. And he plays Biden, and it was terrible, terrible. It was a skit. There was just no laughs. Trump has broken SNL, but he's broken a lot of people. Let's be honest. A lot of the media. Uh, I don't know if you heard Jake Tapper. I mean, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to say. They're, they can't be. They can't go all in on rooting for the virus because what if Trump takes a turn for the worse? You know, it's just not a good look. Even Biden didn't do it. Even even Rachel Maddow didn't do it. They gave statements and and they were kind of nasty. Nancy said something really kind of sharp about it. He should wear a mask. Now oh, shut yeah. up, Nancy. The, the woman who literally two weeks ago we were talking about her not wearing a mask. 
to, I mean, she can say nothing anyway. She's the one that wanted everyone to come to Chinatown and go to, you know, downtown and go out oh. to eat in the, in the middle of the, the lockdown in March. I mean, it's, it's hard, but they view this as their big break. Sick and in isolation, Mr. President, you have become a symbol of your own failures, failures of recklessness, ignorance, arrogance, the same failures you have been inflicting on the rest of us. I mean, think of it. Trump was surging. You you follow the polls every day. Yeah, Trump it's not was going good lately. Uh, this doesn't help. This doesn't help. Well, it would be if he recovers. It'll help. I think it'll be a great bump if he recovers. No. Well, how about if he has another uneven debate in the second debate? He has to have a. Oh good yeah, debate. yeah. Like if he has a, but the, the, he'll he'll be much better in the debate. I have, I have no doubt about that. It's like the first time around. The first Hillary debate was a disaster. The second one went much better. I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about the optics of coronavirus and. The most important thing, I mean, this whole thing has been like, it's 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 okay. We, we'll live through this. Life must go on. We'll be good. And if he can literally live through it, then it just proves once and for all that like this whole lockdown thing was was a waste of time. Like, what what, what was this all for? If Donald Trump of all people can survive it, well, it's it, it's it's insane too. Because if you as you heard over the weekend, uh, New York is about to have a whole new lockdown. Close schools. Close non-essential businesses. <clears throat> that's madness. I mean, it's bad enough the first time. We all know now lockdowns don't work. We all have seen the evidence in, from Sweden and Europe. We've all seen what happened in states that didn't lock down versus states that did. And now de Blasio, who's not, he's scary because he's not only a, a, a lockdown fanatic and a, and a commie, but he's stupid. You know, he's stupid. He thinks, ooh, there's a spike in cases. Let's shut everything down. He loves that control. And he doesn't care about the private sector. And Cuomo will go along with it, I guess. And they'll just completely destroy New York City. And they'll say, well, we had to do it. We had to. The virus. It's, it's, it's people like that aren't learning anything. Can we just point out how ridiculous it is that New York City is back in school? And, you know, you name, name a town. Bridgewater, Raynham is like whatever towns in Massachusetts are not in school. But New York City somehow is. Okay. It's, I mean, the fact that there's any school department, school system that's not in school is a scandal. Yeah. And I blame the idiot parents who, who think it's a good idea, who aren't, haven't done their homework, who don't understand the virus, who don't understand kids don't get affected. I mean, it's their fault that they're not insisting, uh, flat out insisting that, you know, literally storming the friggin' school committee or uh, the superintendent's office and saying this has to be done. We'll see what happens in New York. It's kind of sad watching. People, good, hardworking restaurateurs and gym owners and store owners have their lives destroyed by a total moron like de Blasio and a, and a sleaze bag like Cuomo. And in Massachusetts, a sleaze bag like Baker just having their lives ruined by these guys who don't. I mean, we've done that enough. We'll do that another day. I want to get back to Trump with the virus. If he gets out today, if he gets out today, do you think it's legit or do you think? It's him saying, I got to get out of here and I got to beat the, you know, beat this damn plague and show the world how tough I am. Will he leave against his doctor's orders? He might, but as long as he's not dying, who cares? Like as long as he, can stand and give, he has to be able to give a speech, he has to be able to do the things that he was able to do two weeks ago. What is the difference in, um, being in the White House and being at Walter Reed? I mean, doesn't he have doctors 24 That's a great question. I was wondering the same thing. Could they not do this all? 
in the White House. Like he's conducting business at Walter Reed. He has like an office there. Yeah, he's got I saw the suite. He's got this whole big suite. What's the difference? Uh, like the, the White House can survive like a nuclear attack. You, we, you can't I, I thought that myself. I'm like, why are we forcing this guy into a helicopter to go to what, what what's happening? Can he's, I go to Walter Reed? Like, I mean, who is it only military Walter Reed? Only yes. military? Yes. Okay. So yes, there are other people said, like in his wing. Does he have a neighbor? I don't know. Does he have a roommate? Like, a, I don't know. Is there, <laughs> like, did he get a single? <laughs> That'd be wild if some guys next to him in the bed talking to him. Uh, but he said he saw some of the soldiers. I assume he did that from a distance. If he could, he would go room the room. You know that because that's a great visual of him shaking hands with wounded soldiers or amputees. I assume he would like to do that, but he can't. Um, but it's, it's also about these other people. Is 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 Melania doing okay? The media doesn't care about her or Hope Hicks or Mike Lee or Tom Tillis. They only care. By the way, about- Melania, Queen Queen Melania. Did you hear her her, her bombshell tape that they taped about her? Oh, oh it's great. Aiden, it's, think of this. They've gotten Trump on on uh, secret tapes, and you know they've gotten his taxes. They've gotten all kinds of inside stuff, and they got her talking privately, secretly on tape, and they got nothing. They got nothing. Did you ever think that was possible? They they made her look good. I, I had no I know how cool Melania Trump was until I heard that secretly recorded tape. And she's like, these people are fucking assholes. Like, I didn't know she had that side of her. Like, no, it was great. It, did, it didn't hurt her at all. And this sleazebag alleged friend that recorded her, you know, yeah. you failed. Okay, you failed. They need I, Trump needs to surround himself by better people. I mean, if I had friends you know, like this, would cut stuff is constantly getting out. The second they leave, they just badmouth you. Like. He needs better friends, man. He's definitely not good at picking friends. He's got definitely got some, uh, you know, some people who have betrayed him. Maybe he'll do better in the second term. But uh, um, the uh, I don't know if you want to hear any of uh, uh, or any of the uh, sound from uh, you know the CNN uh, lunatics who were rejoicing um, in this. I, I, well, I personally think you know, people are sick of hearing about it. Quite frankly. Sick of hearing about it. Yeah, it's, it's the boy. first day, Monday, that you know he he got the virus on Friday. Um, by the way, Joy Reid doesn't count. She thinks he's faking. She thinks he's faking because he wants to get out of the next two debates. She, she and all her friends said that. Is the I, FBI still investigating who hacked her computer? These people just live in such a bubble. Like all, all I heard about over the weekend was legit concern for the president of the United States. People wanted to know what was going on at his hospital stay. Them, them on TV just swooning over this, like, who was the guy who was like, it was probably Don Lemon again, who was saying, no, Biden's been right. Biden has been hiding because he's taking the proper COVID precautions. That's why he's hiding. And it's like, they're just so out of touch. Like, they're using well, this whole thing to bury Trump when the entire country is actually actually concerned if you talk to them. I, they don't, we don't live in the CNN, MSNBC bubble, you know? Well, I know no normal person wants him to get worse or be on a ventilator or, God forbid, die. But they do. I mean, CNN does. I mean, hell, some people – and I read these – But uh, no one's, no one is watching CNN being like, oh, they just compared uh, Trump to Stalin. Like, that makes sense, right? See, I, am like, almost, I almost respect the former um, – uh, we read these texts Saturday and in in uh, Friday in our podcast – uh, the former spokesman for Hillary Clinton, the former spokesman for uh, Michelle Obama, was it who said, I hope he dies. Now, I almost respect that. She's telling the truth. Um, she, 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 that's what she wants. I mean, I, I can't believe she would tweet that, but she did. That's what you know. lots of liberals think. 
right? They just, you know, they're smart enough not to admit it. Well, she said the quiet part out loud. That's what uh, I think. Glenn Greenwald has a has a column on that. Like, if you think he's a fascist dictator, why don't why aren't you rooting for him to die? You know, <laughs> so well, I she is. Yeah, um, she's former uh, uh, staff member of Barack Obama and of Hillary Clinton. By the way, her name is Zara Rahim. And she said it's get, it's been against my moral identity to tweet this for the past four years, but I hope he dies. Imagine typing those words. You know, credit to her. Everyone's thinking it. Of course, they wish he dies. I mean, all right. So, like, be honest, Jerry. Were you sad or happy when Ruth Bader Ginsburg died? Be honest. Uh, I was uh, happy that Trump had an opportunity to replace her. And by the way, by the way, and and it's all her fault. She was eighty-seven with pancreatic cancer. She refused to retire when Barack Obama was in the White House. She she's the one. She's responsible for all this. Um, it's all her fault, and yet the, she's still deified by the left. Um, that, by the way, is an interesting question because you want to see flat-out hypocrisy, and God knows it's in, uh, it is not in short supply in D.C., but listen to, like, Chuck Schumer. They, try, they think this is an opportunity to stop uh, Amy Coney Barrett, this is Mike Yeah, Lee, they're already Trump pulling feels, that shit. They're talking yeah. about, oh, we should delay the hearings. Yes, we should delay. Because couple, it's just not safe. Now, I mean, have, have they not been doing it virtually for the last seven months? They have been doing it virtually since March. They will continue to do it virtually, but they have to show up in person to vote. Now, Mitch McConnell, you know, for all his faults, will do anything to make sure they get a vote on Amy Coney Barrett. She's going to get confirmed, but they're going to try and stop in any way possible the, the hearings. This is such hypocrisy in, in so many levels. First of all, most of them said they don't want to talk to her anyway. You know, Schumer didn't want to meet with her. You yeah, know, they don't. They say they do. They, now they do. And 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 secondly, they've been holding virtual meetings, as you say, for seven eight months. Now they say we have to do it in person. The only reason they're doing that is they think they can stop her. That's another issue, by the way. If they stop her, Trump loses. That's how it feels. Like they, it feels weak. It feels like he couldn't get her passed, even though he had every right to get her confirmed. But if she passes, it's going to be like a day before the election. If she gets confirmed, it's going to be a couple of days before the election. Trump's wins. That's going to look strong. That's going to be a good sign of strength and power. And and yeah, uh, how many? What are we? Twenty nine days till the election? Yeah, I yeah, believe yeah, so, so. Yes, we're running out of time. When is there a schedule for this? Yes, October twelfth is the hearing that uh, uh, Lindsey Graham has called. Hopefully, that they'll do it. If they back down or delay at all, they're going to look weak. But. Oh, they they can't. They're, and they know that they can't afford to do that. They can't afford to do it. Lindsey Graham might not even be a senator in, in, in four or five months. He's like tied in the polls in South Carolina. I know he's slugging it out. He's fighting with a guy who's um, got all got more money. They, they're going to spend a hundred million dollars on that race. I believe a hundred million dollars yeah. on one I get Senate race. message from that guy all the time. Jamie Harrison. I'm like, I tell him, that, you know, are you going to help me support Lindsey? No, screw off. I'm, I'm team Lindsey Graham. Yeah, that will be wild if he gets. Amy Coney Barrett confirmed like on November 2nd and then loses his seat on November 3rd. But all the Hollywood money's coming in, all the, you know, the Silicon Valley money's coming in on his opponent trying to stop Lindsay. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how guys like that, they lose in states like South Carolina. Why don't people ever lose in Massachusetts? Why doesn't Liz Warren lose? You know, why doesn't, you know, Richard Neal ever lose? Why, why do guys? Ed we're Martin, in Massachusetts, Jerry. 
why, why, I know, but why can't you do South Carolina? That's South Carolina. How right. does a good conservative lose? Well, because first of all, South Carolina is not that conservative. It is not conservative. Anymore, no. but like there is a Jim Clyburn comes from South Carolina. Like there's a substantial part of a, the Democratic Party that comes from South Carolina. Right. Substantial black vote, which is why we're not looking at uh, Pete Buttigieg as the uh, nominee because they didn't they don't like Pete Buttigieg. That's that was the end of Buttigieg's uh, campaign, South Carolina. But. All right, I want to uh, get to uh, the Patriot as we speak. The New England Patriots buses are headed to the airport. Uh, they stopped the traffic on uh, on 93. They stopped the traffic. So everyone was trying to get to work. You have to wait for the Patriot buses to get, go by, which I don't know how that's okay, how that's legal. But they're headed to Kansas City for the least winnable game in the in Belichick's time in new england i don't care what the spread is this feels like they're bigger underdogs today than they have ever been uh we'll talk about that but first i got to talk about shea concrete i got a new one here i got an interesting one from shea concrete you might need a building who needs a building you need a building aiden uh you need a building they got buildings shea concrete is partnered with easy set worldwide to manufacture precast concrete buildings for multiple applications in a variety of sizes. Shea's been manufacturing precast concrete buildings for 17 years now, and nobody does it better. Precast concrete, precast concrete buildings provide the most durable and long-lasting option compared to other module building applications such as metal, wood, or masonry. Think about it. Concrete makes all the sense in the world. Shea Concrete manufactures, delivers, and installs these engineered precast concrete buildings as a true turnkey provider from initial handshake through the final installation and support. With a focus on cost efficiency and quality control, each of their precast concrete buildings are pre-assembled at the factory and typically delivered and installed in one piece by their incredible team of experts. Uh, Unlike build-in-place applications, your module buildings are assembled indoors. The whole thing's built indoors, which means no weather delays. They get it right, they do it indoors, and they deliver it in one piece. It's, it's amazing. I don't know why I haven't told you about this before. This increases productivity, lowers costs, and gives the customers a legitimate time frame of when the building will be placed on site. To learn more, simply contact Shea Concrete. Ask for Frank or Mike. These are the experts in these uh, precast buildings. Shea has you covered, and they will be happy uh, if you put your trust in New England's precast, New England's premier precast Builder. They got over 70 years experience. I've told you about that before. In New England, precast concrete. Uh, you can trust them. Um, they can tell you all you need to know, different sizes, shapes, different costs. They can build you the precast building to fit your needs. Call them today or just log on to shakeconcrete.com. All right, the buses, oh, they're they're almost at the airport. Aiden, they're almost there. They're going to make it to Kansas City. Um, the latest line was 13, correct? That's about the same as Super Bowl. It's 11, whatever no, it's 11 it was. and a half. 11 and a half. Oh, it is 11 and a half. It's going to be 13 by game day. It should be more. I mean, you got what to was, uh, the city. You Patriots have to. Uh, Cardinals, the first Super Bowl. I mean, Patriots uh, Rams, St. Louis Rams, the first Super Bowl. That was 13, correct? Or 12 and a half or 13, the was, biggest uh, upset? I thought it was 14. 14. Uh, mm-hmm. Might not get up that high, but I'm telling you, it feels less winnable. It feels like more of a long shot than that. They're playing. The yeah, best this is a playoff game. It would be much larger. Like in playoffs, the the spread increases generally. 
So this is 11 uh, something. I, yeah, I feel you like- have to bet Kansas City on this. I mean, I, w- I would take 11 almost like with, I think 11 is fair with Cam Newton playing at home. Um, they're, they're on the road. Not that the crowd's a factor, but they're on the road. In this case, they're flying the day of the game. And I know when Belichick is asked about, you know, extraneous factors, he'll downplay them all and say, you know, if you can't control it, why worry about it? That kind of thing. But there's a real chance if you're a New England Patriot to, for doubt, doubt to set in, right? You lost your quarterback, Cam Newton, tested positive. He's the only member of the Patriots. Everyone's been tested like 900 times. They reportedly have two planes, one for the players who didn't spend time with Cam Newton. The other one is like 20 people, coaches and players who were around Cam Newton a lot. So those guys aren't isolated, but they get their own plane, which is pretty cool. My question is this, Jerry, why didn't we just intentionally infect some more players? Like, cause that way you could just, I don't know what, maybe someone will ask Belichick that. Why didn't you, excuse me, coach? Why didn't you intentionally infect more players? Right. I think it's a good question because look at Steelers and um, uh, the Titans. They got to just push their game off. I mean, wouldn't you rather save this game till Cam can play? So you needed to affect how many players to push the game off? I'd like to, I'd like to know the answer to that question. There has to be a number, right? Is it right. five, There's six, eight? Some guys that really aren't important, right? Some backups or maybe the long snapper, you could just say. I don't know if they do it by importance. I think you just have to be on the roster. So everybody, you know, like, do like those prisoners did when they were trying to get out of jail. They would spit in a styrofoam cup and then smell. Now we're thinking. It. Now no, we're thinking. I mean, wouldn't, but seriously, when thinking. your best player, your most important player gets it, it's in the best interest of the team to not have the game because you're forfeiting a game that maybe you could win. It would be like hard, obviously, for the Patriots to win. They were going to be seven point underdogs anyway. But at least you got a shot with Cam Newton. You got no shot now. Yeah, and I don't even I mean, know. I wonder if he even felt like you got a shot with Cam Newton. I mean, if of he's if he's non uh, if he's not symptomatic, he has to quarantine for five days and then have two negative tests within twenty four hours. If he is symptomatic, I believe it's ten days, so he'll miss next game too. Uh, but reportedly, he's not symptomatic, so maybe he'll be back next week. It is a fascinating, you know, like uh, thing going on here in the league where you're wondering who's going to test positive next. The Titans had a bunch of guys. How many did the Titans have? What was the number? Uh, I want to say it was like seven or eight, I'm guessing. Yeah, so you got to get up to that number if you want to get your game postponed. You see what I'm saying, though, right? Aren't you glad? I think this is so cool. Seven o'clock tonight, a good time. And you're going to see Belichick as a bigger underdog than you've ever seen him. Oh, it's super cool watching Brian Hoyer start. Yeah, like, like, cool. What are you going to say if they maybe don't win, but they give them a game, if they put a scare into the Chiefs? What are you going to say? They're not going to do that. You're <laughs> going to say, what a great happen. coaching Have job. What a Brian what Hoyer play? What, what, happened? what happened to, uh, to Stidham? I, we, I thought we were had a, a quarterback controversy in New England, whether Stidham would start or Cam Newton. Three months ago, he was the starter. We were talking about Stidham starting. Like, that was going to be the thing. It's, and I don't care how bad Jared Stidham is. You're going to lose the game anyway. Play him so you know what you got. Because I'll tell you what, I already know what we got with Brian Hoyer. I'm maybe they will. Suck. Maybe maybe he will try Hoyer for a half and he'll suck. It'll be like the you know the the Niners and you'll put in the backup and see what happens and then you'll get a chance to see Stidham. I mean the Chiefs aren't a great defense and maybe Chiefs will have a three touchdown lead you'll get to see Stidham just up there uh, come in and chuck it all over the place. I mean you're not interested in seeing Belichick as a bigger underdog than he's ever been tonight and see what he's got up his sleeve. 
No, because every time he's an underdog, he has Tom Brady on his team. Now he has Brian. I think you're underestimating just how horrible Brian freaking Hoyer is. He's I'm, awesome. not, I'm not picking him. I'm just saying it is bizarre. You're acting like there's like this chance something could happen. There isn't. Get that out of your head. They're going to get massacred. Okay. How much have you bet on the Chiefs then? I, I bet, bet everything on the Chiefs. 11 and a half, that's a gift. That's a gift. 11 and a half, and you are betting on the Chiefs or no? Of course. Okay. How can you not? How much? How much? Oh, well, you know, it's in a pick'em league, Jerry. So it's a hundred dollars for the whole year. So I don't know. <laughs> Was it sixty cents a pick? I don't know. You tell me. I do it think, is too uh, bad. It's too bad. I wish Stid- if Stidham were playing, that would be more interesting. We get to see what he looks like. Thank you. Right. We know. We know Hoyer stinks. All right, I'll predict Stidham gets in the game by the third quarter. You will see number four, Jared Stidham. Stiddy. They call him Stiddy. No brainer. How do you? Bad. How do you think that that Cam Newton? contracted this because by all accounts he lives alone and he traveled but he goes home every week to see his kids he's got like a hundred oh i didn't know he goes home so he flies and he goes home and sees but here's the amazing thing is how is he in all the meetings quarterback meetings offense meetings he's in the huddles and didn't pass it on to anybody else how is that possible maybe maybe he's wearing a mask jerry (laughs) well they also they have one more test the right quarterback test. Uh, uh, carson wentz every time he came off the field he put his mask on yeah. you see that yeah. he's the only one i see do it he would come off the field you know some quarterbacks would put a baseball cap on he would put his mask on and sit on the bench with his mask which you know uh, god bless him but it doesn't seem necessary when you're spending all the rest of your time breathing on guys and getting breathed on in the huddle in the meetings you know and in, in, during the game guys are literally landing on top of you and breathing on you and you think if you wear a mask during the uh your time on the bench it's going to save you but whatever they, they um, are doing one don't they do one test before the game as well so maybe a few hours before the game they do this the last and final check on everybody and so there is i mean i guess there is still the chance that the game could get postponed if some you know if the if in this final test something comes that's back a good point if they test them uh I guess, you know, some of the media were like on their way to Kansas City when the game got postponed and they had to just go there and wait and hang out. And uh, maybe um, they go there, a couple guys flunk the test and they postpone the game and everyone's just kind of stuck hanging out in Kansas City. Did, uh, did, Sha- was, is Shaughnessy one of those people who's, who's blaming Cam Newton for this entire I'm thing? Not sure. But Dan said yeah. that the, now we know that the virus doesn't care who you root for. Thank you. Really insightful. Did you know Shock that? Guy did. Nothing, nothing gets by Dan Shaughnessy. <laughs> did you nothing. know? I always thought the virus cared that I, who I rooted for. Now, my question um, is this, Jerry. What happens if this is like Super Bowl week and Pat Mahomes gets it? Are, are we really going to not play? let him play in the Super Bowl because of this? No, they're going to postpone the game if one guy gets it. It's just like being injured. It's just like getting the flu, right? But the, would, they actually, would they actually – like? Two best teams. You got Pat Mahomes versus Drew Brees, whatever, going at it in the Super Bowl. Oh, Russell okay. Wilson. Wilson against Mahomes would be a great right. Super Bowl. Like, so you have that all, okay? And one of those two quarterbacks gets COVID. Are they really not going to let them play? Um. Yes. Yes, they're not going to play. Like, I mean, if five no. or ten guys get it, maybe they postpone. It's a Super Bowl. You kind of have things in place. Um. You have to. What else are you going to do? What if they get the flu? You know, what if they – you know, Are you saying hurt in practice? They would actually force one of those quarterbacks out if they got COVID. They don't force them out. They're sick. Yes, they would. For, they would say you can't play. That's an, no, 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 no. Uh, Unacceptable. No. Unacceptable. No. Yeah, we learned two things yesterday watching watching Red Zone without the Patriots playing. Uh, we, le- we learned more than two things, but uh, like all you had, like if any if Donald Trump can survive COVID, 
any any player on the Patriots can. Every single one. So play the game. Of course play. they okay. can. Of course they're going to. But you don't understand. I mean, I'm trying to tell you this for months now. It's got nothing to do with COVID. It's got to do with stopping Trump. So, I mean, you, you, you've seen the media. You know the media. Sports media, news media, uh, Washington press corps, doesn't matter. They all hate Trump. And and if you read the New York Times or whatever, and I mean, no, nobody does, or the Boston Globe, everything they do, every assignment, every column, every headline is designed to stop Donald J. Trump. So if they can postpone games or make it seem like the league is going through this great crisis, then it, it gives you this air of chaos. That's what they need. They need an air of chaos because that helps their guy, Joe Biden. How many times do I have to explain this to you? I anyway, don't know. A few more times. You tell okay. me. It, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Super Bowl is after the election. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's kind of my point. It's like, by that point, are we still going to be doing this? Here's, like- here's, here's the things we know. If Brady doesn't get hurt, this is a big if. If Brady doesn't get hurt, and he might because everyone gets hurt and he's old, and he does get hit once in a while, so maybe one of these times he's slow to get up. If he's healthy, he looks as good as ever. He throws this terrible pick six. Worst, I call it the worst pass he's ever thrown. Um, and I'm thinking, well, maybe this is the day um, that uh, you know Brady comes back. You know, the Brady looks old, um, and uh, he comes back and has like the greatest second half of his life. Five touchdown passes to five different receivers for the first time ever, and he doesn't throw to Gronk at all. I think Gronk had like one catch. You know why? Because he he's trying to you know, build a relationship with all these other guys. He needs them and he's doing it mag- uh, masterfully. He, again, I'm on record. I predicted he'll get hurt. It's, it's a tough game and he's an old guy and he's going to get hurt. But if he doesn't, I mean, he's amazingly sharp and his arm is strong. And it's, it's, he's, if you had and any yet, doubts about that. Without Chris Godwin, Mike Evans looks like he's hobbled up and down the field. He was amazing yesterday, Jerry. Amazing. Yes, he was. He, uh, I mean, he's, is is what is his QB ratings up to ninety nine for him? Looking at the stats right now, comeback too. They're getting smoked early on. I know. I thought this was the game where he was going to, you know, get banged around. They had a good pass rush, and they were gonna they were gonna make him look bad. And just the opposite. He looked spectacular. Five touchdown passes. Uh, what was what did he do? Yes, what did uh, did uh, uh, QB rating of one hundred seventeen? One pick. Terrible, terrible pick. But. Uh, 30 of 46 gets the win. He's three and one. You know what that means? He's three and one. Tom Brady has more wins than all the former Belichick uh, assistants who are now head coaches combined. Get out of here. How many are there? All the former Belichick coaches. Flores has one. Two are two and 14. Wow. Joe Joe Judge is 0 and 4. Patricia's got one win. Uh, Flores has one win. Uh, Bill O'Brien and. um, Wow, I forgot about Bill, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien and Joe Judge. That's are insane. Both for. That is insane. <laughs> Two and 14 for the former Belichick. Who's going to go first, Bill O'Brien or Dan Quinn? Who's getting fired first, Jerry? That's a good question. I mean, Bill O'Brien, I like the guy. I thought he would succeed. He's got talent. He has failed miserably. That That's the example some people give us a guy who has not been that bad because he's taking his team to the playoffs, but you look oh. at the talent on that team and you go, what the hell? He has mastered the art of 10 and six. Mastered yeah, it. True. Uh, so maybe uh, it's tough to fire guys, you know, mid season, but uh, I would give Dan Quid credit. He's really good at building, you know, 16 point leads. He can playing do that. the night should be interesting. 
That's right. Playing tonight in the, uh, the undercard, the chiefs Patriots is the big game, but, uh, this is bad for Josh McDaniels. He's had his chance to jump in other jobs, but at some point don't owners look around and say, I don't think this going for Bill Belichick's uh, coordinator is the best idea. I think they're all, you know, riding on his coattails uh, and, and Brady's coattails. And maybe we might want to go another direction. Maybe. All right. We will see tonight. Uh, seven o'clock. I like that seven o'clock kickoff. So right about the time, you know, Trump is, running down the street, uh, you know, to the cheers of thousands heading back to the White House. Uh, the Patriots will be kicking off. It's going to be a wild day. But then again, in this era of COVID, every day seems to be a wild day. And we will uh, we'll be all over tomorrow. Turtle Boy, Aiden, thanks, brother. We will uh, talk to you again soon. Check out Turtle Boy's fine work at tbdailynews.com. He is on the COVID beat. He is on the in the hypocrisy watch, catching all these frauds who, these teachers. I love when he writes about teachers who uh, claim that they their lives would be in danger if they go back to class, and then he catches them out at a rally or at a party. That's what he does. He does the job the media used to do. He exposes hypocrisy. He afflicts the comfortable. It's, uh, it's a good read, tbdailynews.com. All right, Cullen, and anything else? No, we hit we hit it all. I can't believe you're excited to watch this game. No, I guess I I don't know. I I'm always can I be honest with you. Anytime the Chiefs are on, I find them. It's like watching you know Tiger. I can't take my eyes off Patrick Mahomes. He's so good. Yeah. There's some great quarterback play. God knows Russell Wilson has been spectacular. Brady, but nobody. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen's fun to watch, and he, he looks tough too. He got hurt yesterday just before the half. I said, uh oh. Maybe the Bills' run is over. The Bills, he comes back, and he didn't even wait till the second half. He came back in the end of the first half. He looks great, and obviously he's very athletic, and he's got the strongest arm in the game. He's a blast to watch, but nobody nobody in sports is as fun to watch as um, as Pat Mahomes. I shouldn't shit on you that much because football is legit the only thing that feels real you know, in I, consuming sports. Like it's, I, it's, I, I I, I'm telling you, you're gonna your point's gonna be made by the ratings. The Eagles Niners last night was kind of, eh, it was not a great game. They were going head to head with LeBron. Yep. What do you bet they crush him in the ratings? Crush him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was last night? Last night was the uh, worst ratings for an NBA Finals in history. I mean, second. The other night was yeah, worst? but this this might be worse because uh, you know LeBron lost, but yeah, um, they had the worst. And the, I think the number was what three and a half million they got for the game, yeah. and last year for the same game they got fifteen million. It's <laughs> it's incredible, and it's because of politics. It's because of the obnoxious, you know, Black Lives Matter stuff that that just turned a lot of people off. I mean, that plus, you know, the weird schedule and everything. But you can't say politics isn't an issue with the NBA ratings. They are in the toilet. The NFL, the NFL will do fine. They're not like in your face. Plus it's the NFL. So we'll see. But that that was an interesting head-to-head matchup. We'll have that rating. We'll have that rating tomorrow, I think. And we'll have the uh, the latest on Donald Trump and the uh, Donald Trump versus the virus. And let's be honest, I've been saying it for months and months and months, but the Democrats, the left, the media are rooting for the virus harder than ever. I mean, they're not hoping he dies, but they're hoping it, it uh, affects him, weakens him, affects the race, keeps him in the you know, in the hospital for a few more days so John Joe Biden can make his move. But uh, we'll give you the latest on that and 
all the Monday Night Football action. The Patriots have the least winnable game in Belichick's career tonight. And to be honest with you, I'd be shocked if they wanted. <laughs> it does not. It does not. It would be. It would be freaking hysterical. Wouldn't like, that be wild? Even if it's out close. There. Yeah. Even if it's close, you're going to say Belichick has done it again. But <laughs> yeah. I don't think it'll be close. Close. I, I think it's more likely to have what you said that they get a bunch of positive tests and they they postpone it then the patriots winning it and then you know what did we stop traffic on 93 for at that point you know we just made all these people upset and the game didn't even end up happening that's a great question but uh, we will see and we'll have uh, all the latest for that on that with for you tomorrow thanks to dcu and uh, allied paving and shake concrete and thanks to uh, all our wonderful sponsors anything else calling in that is all rate review subscribe all the good things. Uh, all right. Thanks to everyone for listening. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast.